step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hi, this is Mason. You're in the basement with Javon and Therese. Perfect. It is Leon, the friendly on some of your favorite movies, and I'm at brunch in the basement with uh, Therese and Siobhan. Stay here, here with me. Stay here, stay here with me. Stay here, stay here with me. Still in the basement, no longer alone, with my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see, that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. <laughs> One day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but you know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She just she wasn't even there actually. But anyway. Office <laughs> though, Jay. <laughs> like, she's got our, and I'm going to send y'all something tomorrow. I'll definitely get an address. I'll send y'all something tomorrow. You can send me some cologne. Because, I mean, oh, you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I Just in that. case you should be Shaka Khan, I want to smell really, you know, oh, nice. God. Oh, God. Okay, <laughs> Doki, man, whatever you say. Time. So, and we thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, thank well, you. thank you. This part, that little piece, I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself. <laughs> but no, just see. <laughs> hey, buddy, what's up? Hey, buddy, what's up? What? <laughs> A little bit of this and a little bit of that. I'm hearing a little echo. A little echo? How's that? Let's see. Okay. Birds? Are there birds like screaming or something? What? What the hell? Are we on an island? You have your island look going on. Something is going on. What is going on? Yeah, I'm coming to you live from the Netherlands. The Netherlands. What kind of yeah. birds are those, man? They're like, Wah! I don't know, but they're they're beautiful when you see them. I don't see them now. What um, color are they? I mean, like, oh, various. What is like, going on? Beautiful hues and reds and blues, even. It's like, you know, that is so dope. 
Yes, it sounds. I think it sounds better now. I don't, I don't hear myself coming back. So, what's going on? Yeah, what, man. Are, what are we doing? What What is going on? I am chilling. We are at a, 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 a something I can talk about much later, but um, in the Netherlands, so to speak, and having a on the back. We're at this gorgeous estate. Nice. And nice. Yeah, just kind of it's painfully hot, which is beautiful, and I've just been in the pool and the beach and, you know, working on getting my black girl on. <laughs> I feel you, I feel you, you know, I feel you. Um, so there's a lot to unwrap tonight, but mm-hmm. what I'm especially excited about is that we're going to do things a little bit differently tonight. Um, right. Normally, we would have our special guests come in at the second half of the show, but tonight we are blessed to have our special guests come in at the top of the show. Also, we are live, and if anyone wants to call in and say hello to Therese, myself, and or our special guest, I'm put the number up, it's 347-996. Five three nine four. Yes, we will peel the onion later. How you doing, Ulysses Pop Carter? Um, we do have some onions to peel. Um, but first, first, let's talk about this. Um, I just want to mention this really briefly about our special guest for tonight. Um, this yeah. lady is an amazing vocalist, and not to be put in any box she sings everything from R&B to pop to those classic Disney songs to country western and she mentioned that um, she grew up watching Soul Train and Hee Haw and kind of so did I. <laughs> Didn't we all? We only had three channels for crying out loud. Let's welcome her on to the show because there's a lot to unwrap with our special guest tonight, Miss Wendy Moten. Hello. Hey. How's it going? It is going. How is everything with you? All is well. I want to be in Holland. That's where I want to be in the Netherlands. You know? You know? That's what's up. That's yeah. what I'm it's, saying. It's beautiful here. It is absolutely beautiful. Second time here, but uh, long overdue. Yeah, I have a cousin that lives there from Memphis. He left like 40 years ago. He never came back. He became a Dutch citizen and everything. I can understand wow. it, for sure. <laughs> for sure, yes. It's got me contemplative, for sure. <laughs> That's special. That is special. So let's let's just start unpacking this thing. Um, you have been singing your entire life, correct? Yes, I'm 56. 35 years. You're young, Ooh. and I'll be 57 at the end of the year. <laughs> me too. Me too. Wow, look Man, at that. I love our people. I just love our people. She busts on the screen and then she 
just, just graciously just affords us the luxury of her age, looking half of that. And, you know, I just want to say again, my people are just beautiful, just beautiful inside and out. That's all it. Of, all of us. <laughs> so, so did you grow up singing in the church or, or like? I grew I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee. You know, my daddy was a preacher, had to be at church five days a week. You know, mm. and everybody in Memphis sang, so I never thought I really had anything to offer because all my friends were great singers and still are. They're like amazing. Mm. And uh, but you know, it's the whole that whole story you hear all the time. You go up in church and you stay in church, and you, you know your dad is a preacher. That same story. I lived it. Absolutely. So, you, where did you get that? Was it? It wasn't honestly from Hee Haw, the the love of country music, was it? Or was oh, it, it was. was. It was. Because, see, my love for music came from remembering and memorizing theme songs from television. I, my love of music came from TV. Okay. Perry mm-hmm. Mason, you know, Ooh. Mannix, yes. Hawaii Five O. They had all those amazing themes. So you yes. were, those intervals, you were, like, memorizing that, like, wow, this is great. Perry Mason, oh, my gosh. You know, so you, my love of music came from TV. Then all those shows, Flip Wilson, yes, Carol Burnett, yes. Hee Haw, Soul Train, Midnight Special. So you got all those influences. Yes. And so my love of music came from TV. So all those, I even watched Lawrence Welk. Yep, mm. Like you said, we had six channels. And I was like, what are those people doing? They're just dancing. Okay, that's interesting. I've never been around people just dancing like that. You know, we was doing a fucking chicken and all yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the fucking chicken. Memphis, <laughs> man, Memphis. Oh my so, god! I watched Lawrence Welk because I was like, "What is that? What are they doing? And what's that sound?" So all that got in me too. Mm. Was it safe to say from a very young age you knew what you wanted to do? No, I didn't know what I wanted to do till I don't know five years ago. Opportunities will come and I'll be like, well, yeah, I'll just do this to this end since I can't figure out what I want to do. Or, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll take that gig. I'll do that tour. Oh, I got a record deal. Wow. How did I get a record deal? Okay, then. So I went with that too. And I was like, I'll just ride this out. Because obviously, um, you know, I'm it. thinking I'm an imposter, but they think I got something to offer. So, okay. Wow. Oh, I love it. I love it. And five years ago, what exactly was that that you said, hey, I think I'm going to do this? Well, you know, I had a solo recording artist in the 90s doing it with the Houston Mariah Carey era. All the girls sounded, you know, that was the sound. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I had that sound too. And and then and, and I got a record deal real fast. And then it ended. And then after like five years, then I started doing a lot of duets with like Michael McDonald and Kirk Whalum and Larry Carlton and all these people just doing duets. That went on for a while and movie soundtracks. And then Julio Iglesias found me. And, you know, I became his duet partner. I had to sing in five languages. I only, sing, I only speak one. I had to do five languages. He kept me for 15 years. And then he let me go because I got old. But, what, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I had a great 15 years. He's still my mentor. And that is it. And I was like, what am I going to do? So then I had to find some love and passion from somewhere to continue this journey. And I had to ask myself, do you want to just go get a job or 
you want to still try to fight to do this? And I was like, well, you know, it's all I know how to do. So let me, let me just try a few things before I just go and put in my application. And Walmart, because I no skills. And Walmart. No skills. Funny. So I was like, I'll go there. I'm going to go to Harvey. Hey, go get a Walmart right now. So they push the show. I can go up in there, the application. But I said, let me try some other stuff before I get to that point. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then I found some love and passion and just made a way to just keep pushing through it. Nice, nice, nice. What crazy. are some of the that, – that, that, you know, thank you for sharing that because, you know, we're so conditioned, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to talk about society and women separately, but we're so conditioned with knowing what we want to do here, here, here. And I think, believe me or – think that that has a large source of our anxiety, you know, by the time we get to this age, we want this or this, you know, like, I think that, I think that the way this is set up, it was set up for us to fail, just based on, mm-hmm. go to school, get a good job, and, and from our generation, what was it, go to school, get a good job, get a good benefit. Benefits, get a, That's what, a city job. My mom, my mom, before she passed, was like, she got six kids. None of my kids are doing anything. Y'all got nothing. I mean, I said, Mom, if you wanted doctors and lawyers, you should have been like, put no, put no seeds in my head. You said get a good job with benefits. You didn't right, say right. become a doctor and lawyer. Like what you're saying now. Right, right. Wow, <laughs> wow. That's deep because when you think about all that you've done, that she would think that. I mean, like, you have quite the resume. You have um, collaborated with some uh, amazing people. I mean, Kirk Wellam. Are, what? Hello. Just, I mean, I mean, that's just, that's just crazy. That's, these that's these artists aren't, aren't just picking any vocalists, you know, like, the artists that you're naming, Kirk and Julio and, and many others, they're not just picking any vocalist. So, like, you've been walking in your anointing for for quite Ooh. some time. Yes. Exactly. And then the page master. She she had yeah. to have been in, impressed with that. She, but mind you, she's my number, she was my number one hero. She just thought that she just wanted us to be wealthy. It's too late, lady. It's too late. <laughs> she just wanted us to be moguls. She was happy, but but she looked at she was like sixty and seventy years, and they still y'all don't have nothing. I'm like, mom, really? Yeah, I, okay. <laughs> but she loved us unconditionally. But she just looked around and was like, man, they just regular. Yes, ma'am, that's what you raise, regular people. <laughs> Which is a good. Has thing. she been to many of you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rez. Has she has she been to many of your shows? Oh yeah, anything that you know. When 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 the solo thing, you know, solo thing that was TV it was Jay Leno's show. It was VH1 was playing the video all the time, BET. So we had that kind of coverage, and she would come. And then when that ended, then when I would tour with different people, like I toured with uh, Faith Hill and Tim McGraw for like 12, 15 years. And so she would come to those shows that went on arenas, or I was the opening act for Michael Bolton, you know, yeah. during the 90s. You know, he, we had the same demographic. And mm-hmm. so the bigger shows she would try to come to. And, and when I was clubbing, when I was just playing in the clubs growing up, in the early days she would come. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. so they they were always 
always, you know, had my back. You know what I'm saying? My parent, my dad was the hardest one because he was like, my daughter is not going to be singing for the devil. I said, daddy, <laughs> this is just a job, buddy. We not ain't no devils. I mean, there may be some devils in there, but I'm not singing for them. But uh, but he got over it. Finally, like, I would say 15 years into it, he finally was like, baby, you're a professional. You're a professional musician. I was like, he gave it up. It took 15 years. All right. All right. 15 years. This is is one of the things that I I love to let the Christians know, that if it wasn't for sexy Christians, there'd be no little Christians, right? So you got to sing about love and and romance because that's a blessing. That is is a blessing. There's no other animal that has our type of romance. It's a hit or miss, but it's love, you know. So love is love. Vince Gill, not Vince Gill. I toured with him too. He's married to Amy uh, Grant. Mm. Wow, look at that. So he said he always joked, if I wasn't singing in the club, nobody would go to church to be saved the next day. That's where Amy comes in. I got him on Saturday night, and Amy got him on Sunday morning. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Hilarious. Hilarious. And, oh, wow. Okay. Ulysses says one of his favorite go-to Wendy Moten songs is that he keeps in repeat is the ballad, <laughs> So Close to Your Love. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Love. yeah. That song, I love that song, too. It didn't really get its day in the sunshine. I had a, like, look, Whitney was, is still queen. You know what I mean? Aretha is, like, empress. And then you, for me, and I got, you know, everybody else in between it. We got Whitney and everybody else in between. And, you know, during my 90s, because, you know, all the girls kind of like when it was, I know you love Shaka, Siobhan, but when Shaka came out, all the girls sounded like her because that was just the era. So, you know, a lot of people, when I came out, they thought Whitney Houston had a new record out and they didn't know it was Wendy. They kept saying, oh, Whitney got something new out. And I was like, no, nah, it's this girl named Wendy. So, so close to love, they didn't get his, you know, they didn't get his moment. You know, the moment was almost gone before that one really had a chance. But I'm glad it's his favorite. I mm-hmm. like coming mm-hmm. out of the rain, personally. That's that's my favorite. Another couple, yeah. That one reached a lot of people. It was written by this guy named Curtis Boone out of Detroit, Michigan. And he... Uh, a, a guy named Dick Williams found me. It was a fluke. What's I'm saying? It was a fluke when I got a record deal. This guy who happened to be visiting Memphis named Dick Williams. He came there to sign a band. He stopped by the studio. I was singing a jingle. And the guy was like, who's that girl? What does she like with a band? He was like, I don't know. She just sings some commercials. You know, okay. And this guy had a band. So he said, can she sit in? Because I'm only here for a couple of days. And he was like, well, yeah. Okay. Can you sit in? Sure. Okay, Wednesday, you're going to sit in. So I did Saving All My Love For You was out, mm-hmm. and Greatest Love Of All, and Aretha Franklin, like, Ain't No Way or something like that. And he was like, mm-hmm. I didn't get you a record deal. I'm like, yeah, man, what? I'm going to be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> a lawyer. Because of Perry Mason. Right. Mm. <laughs> and so um, he was like, no, I'm going to get you a record deal. And literally three months later, he had this guy in Detroit, Curtis Boone, write songs, So Close to Love, he wrote that one, Come In Out of the Rain, and wrote a bunch of others. And he flew back to Memphis, and he was like, uh, I want you to record these demos, and let's see what happens. I said, okay, and I didn't sign anything, because I didn't love music like that. I wasn't, I hadn't been dreaming about that my whole life. I wasn't going to be like, I don't even know you. I'm not going to sign nothing. And 
like I said, I like it. I don't love it. And uh, sure enough, he had a record deal. He had a bidding war going on between Warner Brothers, Elektra, and EMI. Because if you sounded like Whitney Houston in that time, yeah. then they consider you great. You know what I'm saying? So that she, you know, had amazing abilities. So I went with it. I was like, I'm just going to ride this train and see what happens. You know, they, they just kept growing. Amazing, amazing. So, you know what? Oh, go ahead, Rez. No, no, you got it. Go ahead. No, no, I can't hear you. Go ahead. Okay, we're going to have a bidding war here on who's going to answer the question. (laughs) Who's going to ask the next question? I was ready to segue, but you can ask your question first. My question was, was actually, because you mentioned the law piece. Was that actually a focus? Because and, we're, and you said it was inspired. Were you joking? Or was that the actual truth? And then if so, what was part of law? It was a very watching Perry Mason nightly, daily. Perry never lost a case for once, and the audience was like, "No way, never losing again." And that's not gonna happen. But you know, you knew Perry was gonna get the bad guy, and I figured, you know, I didn't want to do criminal law. I figured I'll be corporate. I'll be winning cases like crazy. I'll be like a Michelle Obama type lawyer where you just smart. <laughs> and uh, then my, I saw I only got third year at Michigan State University. I had a scholarship to go to uh, Berkeley, but I didn't think I was gonna be a singer. I was like, I was like a thing. And um, so I ended up just, I'll just stay home. And I went to Memphis State for three years, and then I got a regular deal. Wow. Had I gone to Berkeley, I would have been singing opera for sure. Yeah, mm. just opera music. Yeah, not just everybody can sing those um, what do you Disney like songs? You know, like Pebo mm-hmm. and Regina Bell type songs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and mm-hmm. the Page Master went in in that um cartoon is it animation? Yeah, it was a yeah, yeah animation. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. sang that song. I mean, amazing. You you are an amazing vocalist, you know? Thank you, Trevon. Thank you. You're, you're, you're powerful. Your voice is powerful. And let me just ask, out of all of the genres that you have recorded, mm-hmm. is there any genre that you haven't that you'd like to, like jazz or gospel? Well, I got a jazz record out, a standard jazz called Wendy Moten Sings Richard Whiting. And he wrote songs in the 30s and the 40s. So the, the jazz is in that vein of the 30s and 40s. Um, so, I, you know, I call myself a vocal technician, and I, I, I pretty much love many genres. So, and maybe that's why I'm not a football star, because you need to pick one. And I want to sing several, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just see myself as an uh, artist. And sometimes... You know, everybody gets it, and sometimes just only a select few have it. You know, they get it. So I've said I'm okay with that. But I I did this jazz standard record, and I'll probably, you know, do another one that's just more, you know, contemporary jazz because, you know, I've been a guest on a lot of people's record. Like, all I do was a guest on Kirk Whalen's record. Wonderful. You know? And I was like, are you sure I'm the right voice? He was like, yeah. You know, I was singing so much pop at that time that I didn't think I had enough R&B, you know, to pull it off. And he was like, nah, 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 it's going to be perfect. Same thing with Michael McDonald. I was like, are you sure? He was like, yeah. Because at that time I was singing a lot of 
Latin music with Julio. And he, like I said, he was singing in French and, you know, Portuguese and all these languages. So you kind of lose a little bit of the R&B edge because you got to be, you know, he wants you to sing beyond, you know, a whisper with a mic all the way down low and, you know, with ambience. So you're not putting the herd on it. How how hard was it to sing in the languages but not speak them? Very hard because he would bring out new songs on the stage, either during the show or <laughs> doing sound check. And it'll be like, dude, I, I don't speak I don't speak French. But he would be like, We're gonna do la 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 da da and I said, Oh, okay, so I had to create a system. And the system was I recognize his DNA of how he likes to sing his song. So I mastered that. So I can get through the show when he calls a song at the last minute because I know what his melodies are going to go. And so I would just sing banana, banana, banana. And then later that night, because you see people just see your lips moving. When they hear sound, they think he's saying the same thing. So then that night, because he had his own little United Nations, there was like five, 10, 12 languages on his tour. I would ask the girls or whomever, what did he say? What is this song? And then just learn it phonetically for the next time. Mm. So it helped mm. me be, you know, learn how to be spontaneous and just jump in fast. Yeah, I don't know if you think that, as a matter of fact, but there are not a lot of vocalists that sing in four or five different languages. That just does not happen. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> saying it as though that's the usual. Oh, yeah. Well, what I did was, that was easy. Wow. Well, I had I had to like jump I jump in because he wants excellence right away. I mean he's looking at you the whole time to make sure and I'm looking like I'm looking at him, he's looking at you to make sure you're not even looking at the audience. You're watching him and then I was hired to sing just duets, but it turned into a background situation. And singing duets and the duets, you know, you can't even bow first. You gotta look at him first. Is it all right to bow? Was that good? Okay. <laughs> so he 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 has his way about him. He's the boss. Yeah, but I learned. I learned because I don't want to be hurt. You know, powerful guys. I read a bunch of books. I bunch. I, I study anybody that I work for. I study what their whole thing is. You know, with 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 uh with Julio Iglesias. He's a very powerful guy. You know, he's got twenty people to work at each house. He got his own plane. He got a whole different reality. So I studied books on, not that he's a dictator, but books on dictators. Stalin, Idi Amin, Stalin, Idi Amin, Hitler, Mussolini. I wanted to know the psychology of a powerful person so I don't get hurt, or crushed, or bruised, because my parents went through too much for me to suffer psychologically. Mm, that's deep. That is. That's very deep. It helps. do homework. Absolutely. So we want to play a little game with you. Um, the, the name of the game is Rapid Fire. And Therese, can you tell Miss Wendy how it goes? Ah, sure will, Miss Wendy. And don't worry, it won't be painful. No, actually, I should have done just... my research. I should have done my research on you guys. I, I'm surprised. You just said when you work with powerful oh. people. I didn't know it was going to be a test. Okay. No, no, no. It's just to get folks a peek behind the veil, basically. And Rapid Fire, what it is, is a word association game. You probably played one of these in school, like, early on or something. I say a word, then you say what immediately comes after, or what you think, right after whatever provokes. There's no wrong answer. And then Javon will have some words that she'll say 
and then you, you say what immediately comes to mind. <laughs> you know, we get this response from everyone until they get it, then it becomes, oh, okay. <laughs> and thank you for the fire, Tim. Thank you for the fire. We appreciate that. <laughs> That's yeah. right, Tim. I'm glad you chimed in, buddy. Save me from the bell. Save by the bell. Go ahead. I'm listening. So let me, so let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. Let's see. Mm. Opryland. Live performance. Okay. These are your thoughts. There's no, there's no like uh, okay, so my, a live performance. When I, yeah, what, when I say opera land, what comes to mind in Wendy Moe's world? In Wendy Moe's world, growing up as a teenager, I was uh, living in Memphis, Tennessee, and working at a theme park called Liberty Land. It was the small version of Opryland. Was in Nashville. Was a theme park, and hey, I was a teenager making money singing. Again, I still wasn't convinced, but I was making money in the summertime convinced that hey this this could be all right i'll just write this out too see how long it lasts so the idea was to work in liberty land and then uh the idea was to work in liberty land so you can just it's a sure win to go into opera land because they made more money with a bigger theme park so that started by because you know what it was my first time learning how to be a professional you got to show up on time you got shows to learn you got choreography to do so that was my first professional gig nice okay Okay. My next word is going to be community. Community. So I just talk about what I think about the community or what community means to me? What One word or whatever comes to mind when I say the word community. Community. Well, let's see. You know, I got, I got five siblings, a bunch of nieces and nephews and great nieces and nephews. And so, you know, we've got activists in my family. A lot of activists, a lot of people that, that's my nephew, who is single, by the way, anybody out there, but he's a, a pilot and everything, you know, a stockbroker, but he's out there now in Costa Rica, you know, mm. doing some missionary work. And I, our family goes to different countries, different, you know, they do different things. I do it through music, but community is big for me because uh, my whole idea, even when I'm singing, is to reach people from my heart to their heart, which creates community. I just, I just always believe in building bridges. We gotta, we gotta be perfect. I don't even ask you to change who you are. I just want you to, like, from human to human, that is community to me. Opening yourself up to each other, that's community to me. And I'm gonna ask you to change nothing. You're gonna want to change because you opened up. So I don't know. I'm into community. I'm into people. I'm into bridges and bridging people from different everything. Okay. Okay. Next word will be love. Love. I am, I love the word love. And when I'm touring and gigging with people, people know I will break down. If it's about love, I will break. We talking about love and serving other people and helping each other out. I will cry like I'm trying not to cry right now. Because love, if you never had it before, it's hard to try to understand what it is. But mm. if you had it before, it's our duty to share it unconditionally to others. 
so they can see another side. Mm. So taking the time to share love, taking the time to just be compassionate. That was one of the best gifts I got from my parents is, you know, unconditional love and being compassionate towards other people. Yeah, defend yourself. Don't just be just out here not protecting yourself. But Mm -hmm. love for me is big because it's a choice for the people who know better. Mm. Amen. What's your favorite color? Black. (laughs) Mine too. I wear black every day. I don't own any other colors. I wish I did, but I don't I don't know how to dress really. So and and I wear the same thing every day. I buy multiples of the same thing. If I got a like this little jacket I got on, I like it, it's light, long sleeves, and I got like six of them. Pants, I buy like six, someone wears the same I don't want to think about it. So I wear the same thing every day, just a clean version of it. And I dress <laughs> one at a time, winter, spring, summer, fall. And my last one for you is going to be God. God. That's a tough one. Because there's a God that I grew up learning about. And then there's a God that I decided to believe in as an adult, which is Hmm. slightly different than the God that uh, I grew up learning about. Because you don't really have to use faith when you're growing up, little, unless you just got a hard life when you need to depend on something. Growing up, daddy and mama was praying for us, so I was like, they got it. But as (laughs) I grew older, (laughs) and you're trying to decide what you're going to do in your life, and if you're making the right moves, and, you know, I was fortunate to have five, four of the siblings in front of me, so I could see all the mistakes in relationships, marriages, boyfriend, girlfriend, all that stuff, the stuff with mom and daddy. I saw, so I, I didn't suffer. I, I didn't need to learn by, by experiencing, you know, certain things. I already saw the results of what could happen. So I, I can steer away from some stuff and just move on, move forward. So that's what I choose to do. So with God, you know, we got a special relationship. Um, and, you know, it's not in the traditional sense, you know, and, but I do have a relationship because I do have someone I need to talk to sometimes when I'm going through these challenges, even if they don't say anything back. But I have to tell you, I have to be careful about what I pray for because he gives it to me. So I need to be very sure mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I live on faith for real. I believe mm-hmm. in it. I believe in having real faith. If I say I want to go after something and I want to do the work, I'm going to get it if it's for me. If it's not, I'm going to move on, but I ain't going to worry about it because obviously it wasn't for me, but it ain't because I didn't do the work. It just wasn't for me. So I move on to the next thing. So with that, you know, I was having a discussion with some young people. I was like, you know, I don't even say if it's your will anymore. If what? I thought I was supposed to believe. There ain't no if for me. For me, now I can tell you how to pray, but for me, I don't say if, if it's your will. I know that it is because you put it in my heart. Mm. I just have to do the work. Amen. Amen. Javon, you're up next. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Chris. So now with Therese, the, Therese. <laughs> so, so with, with my words, right, I'm going to give you a yes. word and you're going to shoot one back at me. It's gonna One be back. One back. So 
I say red, you say roses, or whatever the first word that comes to your mind, okay? And we're going to shoot this rapidly. You ready? You ready? No. Yes, let's yes. do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Ready? Yes. Let's go. Black. Like me. I mean me. Personality. Galore. Church. Music. Music. Love. Gospel. That first word. Gospel. I know. There's no. It's so many words. All I see is my friends' faces who are gospel stars. So okay, gospel would be motivating. Aretha Franklin. My oh, you got queen. <laughs> Whitney Houston. Okay, then Aretha is Empress. Whitney is Queen. <laughs> Isley Brothers. Ooh. Amazing. Teddy Pendergrass. Sexy. Pandemic. Mm. Pandemic. Pandemic. Scary. And Shaka mm. Khan. <laughs> What's up under a duchess? Is between <laughs> queen and empress? Duchess? <laughs> Thank you so much, sweetheart. You did a great job. Thank you. Oh, yay. <laughs> oh, my God. See, those psychological games. I'd be like, well, what they trying to find out? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Just a peek beyond the veil so that we get to know you a little bit better so the next time you come, you know, we we there. We're going to play with Well, you see, I, 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 I let it all out anyway. Exactly. You should throw comedy in there because you are absolutely naturally funny. Absolutely. Yes. 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 So yes. one last thing before we let you go. We know yes. you, have, you have just a few more minutes. So we're going to ask I you. I forgot about them. I, you know, it's, when you come to the basement, man, we just we just chilling, having a good time. <laughs> You're in the basement. That's it. So, but what we, what we need is two drops from you. The first okay. one is um, you say your name. Hi. You say your name. And you're listening to WJBR. Internet radio. I'm, I'm writing this mute. down. I'm sorry, y'all, because I WJBR radio. Internet radio. Internet. Okay, I'm writing this down because you think I'm a pro, but I'm not. I think you're a pro. I do. I do. <laughs> hey, Liz. The guy who found me, Liz. Liz Williams. Her husband was Dick Williams. I just saw her on there. Okay. Yes. All right. Let me know when you're ready. We ready. Oh, man. Hi, I'm Wendy Moten, and you're listening to WJBR Internet Radio. That was perfect. Okay, and the next one is your name, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. Hi, I'm Wendy Moten, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. Thank you so much. Can you tell everybody 
how they can find you, where they can get your music, your your website, yeah. and anything that you want people to know that you're up to or not up to or whatever. <laughs> well, you can always go to my website. You don't have to put www anymore. They say it's at wendymolton.com. I got uh, a lot of my music that's there. I don't have the first couple of records because EMI owns all that stuff. But I'm pretty eclectic, and I like to dab into all kinds of music. So my country record is really basically what Ray Charles did to country. You still know it's Ray Charles. It's you mm-hmm. still People who want to hear R&B going to hear it. People who want to hear country, they'll hear it. And it all depends on what you want to hear. But it's the most beautiful piece of art I've created in a long time. And we can't forget all I do with Kirk Whalum and Coming Out of the Rain. They both started my careers. Uh, so my my website has everything there. Uh, I'm in a Texas swing band. Y'all don't even know that singing. Traditional country music every Monday night. Hmm. It's a miracle. I'm a vaccine. I'm a country vaccine. Well, I- <laughs> I'll explain that when we get off the air. I'm a country vaccine. That's all I'm going to say. And I love it. I played the Opry nine times in two years. Mm. Nine times. I don't have an agent, mm. a manager, or record label, and mm. they, let me, I, they they don't let me. But I, I am me all the time. I chose. I said, if I'm me all the time, then when they call me back to invite me to perform, and it's always on a big weekend, on Mother's Day weekend, mm. Father's Day weekend, Saturday night, eight You want that because it's airing all over the world. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. a great opportunity that they've given me. And in this town, in Nashville, it's a big deal, and I appreciate that. So I appreciate you guys for inviting me to your show. Thank absolutely. you so Please have much. me back. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Again and again. Oh. Anytime, every time. Thank you. Thank You're you so much. You're an official alumni now. Yes. Absolutely. I appreciate it. I think you guys are amazing, and everybody's on your show. Yes. Wow. We're trying to everybody's on your show. We want, and we want everybody more. Everybody come yes. back. Everybody that's been, come back. And and everybody who hasn't, come on. What is going come on? on? And, and, hang and, out. And for those of you who may not know or who may not have ever seen this video, here is Wendy Moulton with Come In Out of the Rain, which again, okay, I'm playing it because it's my favorite. I can't. Okay. Thank you. Thank my, you. My sweetheart. I can appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, what a ball of joy. Yes. You said you believe that we find love
hear me hmm. oh Ta-da! that's why there we go had myself <laughs> muted I'm, uh, I, what I was saying is I'm going to ask that anybody who's watching and I'm hearing the echo of myself again um, please like subscribe and click the bell um, that woman is amazing that yes. woman is amazing. Her voice is impeccable. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. We are open for comments if you want to talk about anything that's going on. And, Rez, I think <laughs> that there is something that somebody might want to talk about. Me, personally, I don't want to talk about it. I, 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 don't, I don't feel like it, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this little onion thing. And if y'all, you and everybody else want to talk about it, I shall sit and listen. That's what I will do. You want to give some basement shout outs first? We got some birthdays. Yes. Let, let us do that. Go ahead. You can read all. All right. Well, let's just say happy birthday to singer songwriter. Fantasia, okay, and author, sorry, forgot that. Fantasia, she rose to fame as the winner of the third season of the reality television series American Idol and American Basis film composer Stanley Clark. He's also celebrating a birthday with us. He's a founding member in Return Forever, one of the first jazz fusion bands. Clark gave the bass guitar a prominence 
at Atlanta Jazz Music. Happy Heavenly Birthdays to singer and founding member of Motown vocal group, the Supreme Florence Henderson. No, Florence Ballard. Ballard. Sorry. Florence Henderson <laughs> from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah, I'm sorry. Excuse me, strike that. <laughs> Lawrence Ballard, <laughs> happy heavenly birthday. Happy birthday, Fanny. We love you, girl. God bless you, Where too, Florence Henderson. You were the mother of the Brady Bunch. <laughs> and it is not her birthday. And it's not your birthday, but, you know, we all grew up in the 70s. We love you. We love you. Um, Again... Rez is at a mysterious location in the Netherlands, and um, that's all we're going to say about that. <laughs> yes, the whole album is amazing. Absolutely. And um, I see that, that she and Whitney have a similar tone. Yes, so. yes. And even a little bit of the phrasing. A little bit of the phrasing. Mm-hmm. I, I would try to repeat it, but that would be sinful. <laughs> you said simple. Yes. Some things you just don't do. You just don't do. You yeah. just don't do. Let's let's peel this onion. by not mentioning the legendary, the beautiful, the actor, dancer, Grammy Award winning, civil rights activist, Lena Horne. Yeah. I have a Lena Horne story. You want to hear it? The elevator story? Yes. Oh, I said it already. Okay. Please tell us. Please tell us it's better than the onion. But unless you want to save it for after the onion, so we have something positive to go back on, something fun to talk about afterwards. Do you hear what I'm talking about? So that we don't end on a right. Let let's save that because that's that is a great freaking story. That's why I remembered it. You see, so we're gonna, uh, we we gonna do the the Lena Horn story after the Onion. Yeah, I will paraphrase the story. Uh, well, party people. Um, I'm just gonna say you have the phone lines open, correct? Yes, three four seven nine nine six five three nine two. Three four seven nine nine six five three nine two. Or nine four. What? Is it nine four? Nine four. Nine four. Nine four. Sorry, my bad. Yes. Fifty three ninety four. Fifty three ninety four. Party people, we have learned today through breaking news, which is not so breaking to some, that our 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 bill our beloved, and in some cases, you know, um, maybe not so much. Um, Bill Cosby is coming home. Uh, coming home on a technicality, which uh, would have applied to 
many others, and at some point they didn't want it to apply to him, but he is actually home, actually, at this point. He's not even coming home. He was released today from from uh, Philadelphia, uh, and is after the Supreme Court of Philadelphia vacated his 2018 conviction on sexual assault charges and judgment of a sentence. So, anybody have anything to say about that? Any thoughts, people? Any thoughts? We're taking all thoughts. Get them out now or forever. Hold your pieces. All respectful thoughts, let's say that. Your parts and pieces. He was sentenced to eight to ten years in a state prison mm-hmm. for drugging and sexually assaulting Andrea Constand at his home 14 years ago. Yes, mm-hmm. Bill has been in our family's uh, living room um, actually all my life from the time I was a kid. From, yeah, um, what is it, I Spy, um, Fat Albert. Yeah. Um, yes. Which way is up? You know, every movie that he did, we had to go see it. And, um, you know, the Cosby Show – regardless of what any of them do, that will always be my all-time favorite show. So we have a caller, 6954, or the last four digits of your number. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, it's Misty. Um, hey, Misty. I would like to say, one, I'm glad that Bill is out. Um, I don't really believe a lot of the things that were said. I think a lot of it comes from the fact that people didn't like Bill Cosby as a person because of some of the things he said about black people. You know, it was like, it was really popular to be ghetto and it was real popular to say certain words and it was really popular to run with that. And when Bill Cosby was that anti-black person, people didn't like that. People wanted him to be down. Um, Just the same, you know, I understand that there are two parts to every story. There's, you know, I'm not saying that the person wasn't victimized. I think that certain things that came out, came out the way that they did because of mass sensationalism, not because things actually happened the way that people tried to put it, portray it in the news and in the media. Um, some of the things we need to realize is that when Bill Cosby went to jail, the HBCU system nearly went bankrupt um, because people were so high mm. in their thoughts and their ideas. So, you know, a lot of this had to do with the white system too. He was about to take over certain systems. He was about to buy into certain systems, and they wanted to stop him. And nobody wanted to listen to any of that. So we have to respect and listen to some of that, too, and understand that there was a complete conspiracy going on around that. Also, when you want to look at this whole thing about his assault and his charges, we need to look at every other black person who could have, been, who could have had charges that we seem to say, oh, well, Shouldn't they be forgiven? Because, I mean, in the rap industry, Dr. Dre, Russell Simmons, as a matter of fact, Russell Simmons, that whole um, interview never came out and was actually hidden because he went and filed a lawsuit. And nobody really cared because he's in the hip-hop industry and everybody likes the hip-hop industry. Everybody likes that whole attribute to it. Um, So I'm really glad that Bill got out because, you know what, the way that laws work are the way that laws work, and that is the way that it happens. I mean, there's a lot of white people that get off with a lot of things, and nobody says anything. Um, 
what's his name? Um, the girl who was killed, um, Natalie, I forget her last Natalie name. Wood. Um, Natalie Wood? Yeah, Natalie Wood. Nobody ever said anything about the person who killed her, and a lot of people know exactly who killed her. And he went on to do a lot of things, you know. Um, with the Harvey Weinstein, barely in jail, nobody really seemed to care, you know. So there's a lot of ways that you can look at this, and there's a lot of things that you, a lot of layers to that whole thing. That's all. <laughs> she always says, that's all. Well, thank you so much. That is a lot of thoughtful commentary, a lot of things to think about that you just um, mm-hmm. laid on that microphone right there. It's um, mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a right. lot. It's a lot to process. You know. Thank you so much for calling, mm-hmm. Misty. As always. My personal, my personal, none of it mattered until we tried to none of whatever they alleged. And again, you know, if if I'll say, if anybody did what they claim he did, then they deserve to be punished. Um. But just you know, there's some still some so many unanswered things that um, that whole trial didn't give me, you know. Um, and I'm just wondering, like this this whole thing started. You know, it's interesting. There was I forget what comedian said it, um, but it wasn't funny when he said it. It was like there is a a flow when people want to silence you. They make you crazy. They uh, they uh, make you a predator. And or there's another third thing, too. But all these things are what happens, quote, unquote, whenever they're trying to discredit someone. I'm not, you know, leaning toward it anyway. I just, uh, you know. Um, yeah. And he's and- able to live uh, the rest of his years out, you know, um, peacefully in his spirit. Because regardless, whatever did or did not lie happened. I mean, whatever did or did not happen lie somewhere in his spirit, you know, yeah. whether it's the truth or not. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, LaVon is asking, how did he get out? And a panel, uh, as you see, um, Ulysses has it up here, a panel of Pennsylvania State Supreme Court judges ruled that there was a vast violation of Bill Cosby's due process rights his Fifth Amendment rights, to be specific, when he was criminally charged and convicted a decade after a previous prosecutor had declined to prosecute him in order to urge him to sit for a civil deposition instead, which was ultimately used against him in his criminal trial. The panel of judges say, in their opinion, released Wednesday, that which is today, that when former Montgomery County District Attorney Bruce Castor investigated I can't see all of what you have there in light of these circumstances the subsequent decision by successor DA to prosecute Cosby violated Cosby's due due process rights the judges wrote judges weighed different remedies including having another trial for Cosby but felt there was only one remedy that could serve as a proper remedy so basically what happened was he sat for deposition over a decade ago. Um, somebody had accused him of something. He, With the former prosecutor. 
prosecutor. Right, with a former prosecutor. He agreed to sit and tell his side of the story with the understanding that he would not face any criminal charges. Um, he was he was promised by then DA that he would not face any criminal charges. Correct. Based on, you know, what he was saying and what whatever came out in, in that deposition. Fast forward to twenty eighteen and they used his deposition against him, which is illegal. And new prosecutor. New prosecutor. Right. It was a new prosecutor and he went against the but the previous prosecutor also testified during the trial that he yeah, he sat for the deposition and he was given leniency. Yeah, immunity, thank you. Um it was his Fifth Amendment right. So um people attorneys are saying today, some attorneys are saying today that if anything he shouldn't have spent the day in jail because Correct. his rights were violated. He he should not have been prosecuted at, at all. Legally. Right. Right. Legally. So And they've set a precedent too by yeah. by even putting him in jail. Um, after, like, meaning you're either going to strike a deal with somebody or you're not. Right. But you don't strike a deal and then decide, okay, well, I'm going to renege on it, even regardless. After, even after they did their part. Exactly. Because then the next time you think someone's going to depose or someone's going to volunteer to come in to, to help you with a case, what's going to happen? You right. think you're going to be trusted? You know. And, and actually, it's, 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 it's right. You, you look at 2018 as a year. And the other guy was in office, and there were so many shenanigans. Black Lives Matter was hot and heavy, protesters and so forth and so on, and the orange guy was stepping on the brown people's necks as much as he could. And, um, you know, it, it, Bill Cosby, at that time, prior to all of this, was seen as a leader in our community. He was seen as a powerful man in our community. And, you know, he was almost like the father of the community to a, not, not actually, but to, to people who grew up in, in a certain era, you look at. And Bill was in, and yeah. Bill was in the old boys club until he tried to buy NBC. Right. And, then and he was. got too big for, I, I don't want, he got too big for them to to be comfortable with. And so they all got together with their shenanigans and, and did whatever slippery, slimy stuff they needed to do to bring him down. Not to say that he's innocent, because I don't know, I wasn't in any of them rooms and didn't drink none of that Kool-Aid. However, well, yeah, you know, I wasn't, you know, something I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it, you know, like um, there was a, and this is for people in a certain era um, and exposed to a certain um, time frame. And, you know, the, the time in question was if you go back and do any kind of part of your psychosocial, you know, there, there's a, there's a reference to time period. And what was going on in those time periods? I'm not saying it's right. 
absolutely not. Please hear me clearly. But what I'm saying is there are certain things that were popular. It's almost like when you go back into the 80s and when you want to know what sneakers were popular. Well, when you when you club and do certain social events, and he was a he was a New Yorker. He was a known New Yorker. I mean, you know, he frequented New York, and in New York was very popular. You know, um, and if anybody that's on that's watching um, the broadcast now um, knows anything about New York and let's say the 70s, 80s, or 90s, because New York just really ain't even been three decades clean of all of this. You know, there was some popular. Uh, things that went on. There were periods when, you know, quaaludes were popping as, as recreational drugs, and there were periods where, you know, Studio 54, it was nothing to go in there and find cocaine all over the place. You know, just, it, you had to know the era you were in, you know. Um, and shout out to this, this um, uh, uh, what is this, uh, Rick James piece is coming up now. They're going to do something on his life that I am um, read about too. I know that's going to be very interesting, but I say that to say that there are certain areas where uh, that kind of stuff was very popular. There were a lot of volunteers. There were a lot of people that, you know, just indulged in it, you know, and they used to call it slipping, slipping a Mickey. A Mickey. I'm going to slip you a Mickey and you're going to be but, for the count, give you some Spanish. Yeah, but, it, <laughs> but it wasn't even a Mickey slip. It was a Mickey's were popularly I said it right, popularly traded. Yeah, you know, yeah. these are party favors. Yeah. Let's be clear. It wasn't nobody doing anything that was, I'm not saying anybody, because clearly if Bill did that, should be in jail. But what I'm saying is there was a pop, there was a point when that, those things were traded like Tic Tac. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like the 90s going through after a club was over, a very uh, famous club that, you know, I'll, I'll leave out of it. But you, after the club was you see poppers all over the floor because that was anal nitrate was the drug of choice at this particular venue and you'd be stepping on those little cartridges when the party was over you just knew what it was it's like when meth tabs were popular everybody remembers what drug was popular when they were developing unfortunately if you were just you know someone in society unless you know I'm not saying it had to be your focus, but, you know, we all remember when the crack era was. We all remember when the heroin era was. We all remember when the quaalude era was and quite a few of them. And, you know, a lot of these offenses took place around then and that time. And, um, you know, it is what it is. And unfortunately, you know, oh, Lord, not my Sydney, too. Sydney. Well, there's, nobody's come out and said anything about Sydney. They just want to say that, you know, the two of them used to hang tight. Nobody said nothing about Sydney. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. In other news, starting Thursday, college athletes will have the opportunity to make money from their name, image, and likeness. After the yeah. NCAA Board of Governors approved an interim policy that gives student athletes in all three divisions the ability to profit from sponsorship opportunities for the first time. This is an important day for the college athletes since they all are now able to take advantage of name, image, and likeness opportunities. And that's what's up. Yeah. No, that's a that's a good look. Shout out to anybody because, you know, you'd be a world-class athlete, poor as hell in college because, you know, you didn't want to violate any of the rules. But meanwhile, you know. Exactly. And 
you you a star athlete in college, you get injured your senior year, you can't go pro, or let's just say you're a WNBA wannabe and you play in college female college ball and all of a sudden they they want you for Nike commercials and whatnot, you can make serious money there because the the women's sports, women's athletes don't women female athletes don't make as much as men. So this gives another mm. opportunity, another window for the, the opportunity for women to make some money um, during their college years, you know? And, um, and youth and likeness is a huge thing. Can you picture anybody, can you picture a rule that tells you you can't even use your own youth and likeness? Like that was some, that was the most slave shit anyway, quite frankly, you know? So the idea that they lifted that and gave opportunity because the majority of the athletes that are coming, you know, I'll, I'll leave that out of the racial pocket for the moment, but you know, we need to be able to make money and capitalize off our use and likeness because they're going to do that anyway when you turn pro to the to the fullest extent of your life. They're going to do it. The idea is please get lawyers, any athlete listening, please get a lawyer to negotiate your deal, not just a smile and a sunshine, someone saying they want to, you know, have yourself sneakers. Don't Please get a lawyer and negotiate your deal. Please get a, a lawyer, a good one. This is true. So, super freaks. Okay, it's good to see that Ty Ty James is going to be on board with this. So that that it, that makes me happy. Okay, I can get with it now. If Ty, you know, is a part of it, then okay, let's do it. You know, but sometimes they they come up with stuff and they don't talk to the family. Like they they wanted to do some stuff on um, Marvin Gaye and didn't speak to Mrs. Gaye, didn't speak to Nona or or um, I want to Frankie. I w- I was gonna call him by his nickname, but anyway, um, they they you know, and then when when the family, you know, protested or whatever, it was like, oh, he has kids? How could you not? See, this is what I'm saying. People want to... What? Yeah. But, but, and don't even be really that surprised because um, recently I've seen, I've seen people ask Nona if she's really Marvin Gaye's child. And on Instagram, like last week, Indira had a picture up. Malini had a picture up of herself of of um, Shaka Khan and <laughs> and um, they asked if she was really if that was really her mother. You know, like what? Yeah. Who would be the, the infamous Bay? Huh? It's them. It's those people. You know. I don't know. But you know. What are you going to do? No casting news yet for Super Freak. I just hope it's someone good. You know, I just hope they do a good job of, um, you know, but with his his daughter on board, um, and you know, you James Ambrose that. Johnson, straight out of Buffalo, New York. And I'm going to say I will be where? Right at my screen like this. To yeah. see whatever they produce on that, it better be good because I know a lot of James's stuff, and I know a lot of people that are 
related to him, and I, I hope they honor him. Even, you know, because he was never, one thing about Rick James is he, um, he was, he was unapologetically him and in his skin. Yeah. You yep. know, you're going to do it, do it right. I'm Rick, I'm Rick James, bitch. I'm a, and to the woman, oh my God. <laughs> if you didn't know who Rick James was then, you didn't need to be on the planet after that one. You know? I'm you just did not need to be on the planet. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, yeah, that, so that's another, the onion. Oh, I'm sorry. Another piece of news I'd like to share, which is a a, a great hometown um, a piece of piece of love, is that I uh, recently had a groundbreaking breaking ceremony for an LGBT uh, housing oh, in yeah. New Jersey. Yes, yes, Lorraine yes. Foundation. How yes, amazing yes. is that? That is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Um, yes. Yeah, well, we should have um, Elaine come on, talk about absolutely. what she's doing out there. Um, when she initially started out with the foundation, she came and spoke on the podcast. So, we we should definitely. I mean, like, that's amazing. Just absolutely, um, so needed and so necessary. And the work she's doing is amazing over there. And you know, like, just a listen. Be the change you want to see. Absolutely. And, and congratulations to the Rain Foundation um, and Elaine Helms. All the work that you're doing out there to make the world a better place. No, that's right. Yes. Yes. Man. So, um, do you want to tell us the Lena Horn story now? Uh, well, I'll paraphrase a lot of it, sure. Um, tell for those the whole of you who thing. haven't heard. Stretch it out. Tell <laughs> it. We got time. We got time. <laughs> tell the story. Sing your well, song, time, baby. Sing your song. <laughs> well, at the time, I was, um, uh, I was not married. And I was uh, dating uh, another singer and who was um, touring with Belafonte, Harry Belafonte, sorry. And um, I was going to the rehearsal and I was in the elevator. This was in Times Square. So I'm, you know, fumbling as normally, you know, got 50 million things going on at one time, hit the elevator button. And of course, oh, seventh floor, that means you have a, a whole lot of things you could do before the door opens. That's generally what's, what's happening. Um, but I opened the door and there she was just standing there. Doors open and Lena Horn. So you know, you you kind of look and it's like, <laughs> okay, is this a trick? You know, like in your mind you're playing this all out. And I'm like, I step on and you know, and just bottom line is she was just as gracious and just as uh, beautiful and just as just as uh, personable. You know, and asked me, you know, and we had a few words and asked me where uh, I was going. And I was like, well, um, and I'm, I'm, I, they reduced me to the child I was growing up in Tennessee. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. You know, and uh, told out to her, Harry's in the building. Oh, I need to say hello to him. And she got off the elevator with me and then walked in and I was like, Harry, somebody's here that wants to see you. And he looks and he, and talk about the charmer that he is. Outside of then, this was like in the 90s, so he was 
still super fine. And, uh, you know, they went into there, whatever that banter is. And, you know, and I stepped away and I was like, wow, Lena, MF and Horn <laughs> in the building, you know. But just, just, just there are certain energies that, you know, just, just suck you in, you know, and, and she was one of them. And I was grateful to have had that, you know, that no more than like 20 minutes you know, intimate moment with her riding up in the elevator. She just talked like I was, like she knew me all her life. And I'm sitting there trying not to, you know, like, <laughs> yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And is this really happening right now? <laughs> like, did I, am I just having a conversation with Lee Horn in this elevator ride? And, you know, and where are you going? And I'm like, if I said, I'm just going upstairs and like, say I was in a building, I'm just going to chill out. You want to come watch TV? Yo, who would believe that shit, right? Exactly. But yeah. That, that's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm going to walk this over for a second. So I could plug it in. What are you plugging in? Just my, my battery. Cause I just saw my thing flash. I didn't notice that my battery was low. That it's going to shift. That is really annoying when the batteries run out right in the middle of you using something. Yes. And we're back. And we're there we back. go. And we're back. Yeah. Gonna... Oh, that's interesting. Oh, okay. What happened? No, I was just trying to I was trying to pull something up, but um, Misty was talking about um, Nona Gay, and that she didn't really know or wasn't on that um, Nona Gay um, is um, this is her, and she is lovely, and yes, she is the only daughter of Mr. Marvin Gay bring that up and contrary to my prior belief Lena <laughs> Horn is a little shy today I don't know why she, she, her picture didn't want to pop up I don't know why let's try another Lena Horn? yeah her picture she, her picture is being shy ah maybe this one Let's see if we can get a uh, she, What do you consider tall? Alisa, what do you consider tall? What's for dinner in the Netherlands? I'm not even sure, but uh, not yet. Anyway, I haven't been inside. Oh, yeah, it's super island flavor. Oh, there she is. Bang. Yes. Yes. And and Miss Horn wasn't very tall, but she was nine foot in stature and in royalty. Yeah. Yeah, she was beautiful. She was beautiful. You know, our our, <laughs> our people are just that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's beautiful. That background right there, Rezzy. Yeah. You have to I wish it were daylight now. Well, a little earlier I could have maybe, but um, we had to switch the show up. But I could have walked us around the ground a little bit. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. In fact, this is probably one of the if I said 
I had to have a, a home built, which, you know, I go places and get um, concepts that I see. This is what's designed very well. It's like a compound that's just self-contained and gives you like the yards, but you got ample yard space, pool space, and all kinds of just amazing things going on in this property. They want to know, they wanna know if you do world pride. I have done, do I do, do, when you say do, what do you mean? Like, do you go? Do you attend, probably? I've, I've attended once. Um, I've attended one World Pride and then one um, World Youth Day, too, which I'm actually super proud of. And that was amazing, the World Youth Day as well. But can't do it all the time because it's always in different places, you know, so you don't know where. No, I did not go this year. Unfortunately, and I missed um our our pride at, in New York too this year. Did you do any pride festivities? How was your weekend, weekend, Jay? Did you get out? Um, I went out um Saturday, um Saturday uh-huh. afternoon. Um, did not go to pride. Um, went out to dinner with some friends. And um, went to a nice little Cuban place, and that was dope. And um, that was Cuban. Yeah, and that was that was about it. You know, did that, and then wasn't feeling well too well on Sunday, so I chilled. You know, just really, I think I slept all day. To be honest, I wasn't feeling well. Yeah, on Sunday, I, I really wasn't feeling well, so. I just slept, and um, Pop went to Pride and had a ball. I know. You know, Pop always has a ball. Pop just makes you feel like you're going to have fun just hooking up with him because he's just that guy. Yes. Trying to Pop, keep what up did you with do? him. Where did you go? I know he had fun. Good luck. Good luck. Alisa says her son for her for Pride. What she do? Did she go out? A lot of people did not go out. You know, some, some of us are still a little, you know. <laughs> yes, Javon got out the basement. I should say yes. See, Javon? Thank you very up. much. It's the, it's the little thing. It's the little thing. <laughs> and I, I did have a good time, you know. Um, it was good seeing a couple of people I wanted to see. And, um, you know, that's that. Yeah. The pier was popping. Yeah, I remember the pier versus when I was growing up, the Christopher Street uh, piers in the in the West Village versus now. Different. Whole different look, baby. Exactly. Exactly. I. They were much more fun back then, though. I have to say. I, I agree. <laughs> I had a lot of fun, and it was grimy, and I loved it. And I, you know what? Next time, I'm gonna see if I can find. No, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I was going to say pictures yeah. of me. Because there are some pictures of me on the pier. With, with some Where? With some, oh, older one? Yeah, old, older pictures. With me oh, and you got to dig those up. Some friends I picked up along the way. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's all it was back in the day, though. You could tell me, you know. You know, yeah, you know. They were, used to have signs post. I went to NYU, and they used to post signs on the campus telling us not to go to the piers. And I used to always be like, why? <laughs> you know, 
they didn't want the little the little uh, little rich kids over there going to the West Village and being too far over there on the piers. I'm like, for what? What what the happened? You know. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. You have to take one of those pictures up. Yeah, maybe maybe next week. I I think I know where one or two might be. Gotcha, gotcha. What you behave for, Mister J? Why do I think? Why don't I think you're telling the truth on that one? <laughs> behave for pride. Every time someone says has to write or or think saying I behave, something about that just seems a little left of center. Hmm. You, know, you know, there's a lot of different sorts of types of behavior. That's all I'm gonna say about that. I want to play um, Stormy Weathers just because you have me thinking about Miss Lena Horn. Can we just uh, give her at least half a song? Because, I mean, she's Lena Horn. Of course. wanted to play a little bit. I just wanted to hear her beautiful voice. <laughs> I love Miss DJ. Because <laughs> I don't know why I read things in her in her voice ever since I heard her voice the first time. And then and then she hit then she says, then there was the phone the phone sex dominatrix side hustle. <laughs> Which incidentally was very popular back then. You know, Misty J is a scorpion. So, th- yeah. <laughs> so, I want to unravel this a little bit. Your stud friend just told me today, just told you today, that she was looking for anybody that threatened her. And she mean like that, yet fine. That so fine. She was looking for somebody that was so fine that she felt threatened by their beauty? I think I can't understand that. So what was she what uh, I'm I'm lost though. What she, was that? She was just though? looking for she was just out there scavenger hunting for fineness. She wanted oh. to run into somebody so fine that she knew that they would screw her up because they was just that fine. Is gotcha. your friend of Scorpio? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the bug, however. <laughs> I am I have my whole entire lower half sprayed up with all kinds of insect repellent. So 
does it work? They are real. Does it work? Uh, no, it's just gravy <laughs> for my flesh. They're like, ooh, you I'm put some of that good American gravy up. on it. I'm switching up, and I'm allergic to mosquito bites, so they're they're having their way with me. I'm in actually long pants today, and uh, you know, kind of keeping it cozy. But because it's so active inside the house, I came out on the um night and just hanging out here. It's so peaceful, and I like it because just the amount of wind, so that you can sit and be cool. Nice, nice. I'm in love with. <gasps> yeah, everybody falls in love with Uzi. Don't what? don't feel bad do about that. About, what do you know about Uzi, Levon? She. And where the hell? Wait a minute. When she was 17, y'all didn't keep track of them kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's what had happened. Okay, you was administrating. Gonna... You were administrating. <laughs> And I was also I also went out now I went out I figured and clearly so did Levon. <laughs> <laughs> now that that was my motto from way 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 back because I didn't want to spend my life working and then dying, you know. And music actually was a huge part of it, and it saved my life to that in theater, you know. So, and Uzi. Jefferson Crusade. Uzi is okay, from okay. Washington. We've it. already determined <laughs> that you aren't a crusader because you had to actually live in Jeff, Alisa. And now she, she wanna put Uzi in in the Jeffersons. Yeah, Uzi was from DC. <laughs> She's like, I don't care, she was a Jefferson Crusader. <laughs> well, listen. Claim it. Claim it, Miss Little. You claim it. I swear, what are you going to do with Levant? I wasn't a resident there. I'm sure. Not a, Well, no, I'm sure you were not. And hilarious, to say the least. But where were you and what club did you see Uzi? And I'm, you know, let's, oh, you could have, you know what I mean? Hey, we can act like Uzi. Uzi, we can't, we can't talk like Uzi wasn't a person. You could know her anywhere. So with respect to Uzi, one of the best that ever did, I will say that. Amazing. In her heyday, she was amazing. I can't. I can't. Tell Monifa come get her people. <laughs> the girls are crazy for her. The Jeff crew. <laughs> Uzi. Just, just tell Monifa come get her people. <laughs> but you had to live in Jeff to be a crusader. This, this one of Monifa's people. Okay, that's all I'm saying about that. <laughs> she. She go hard for Jefferson Crusaders. Nannies. Yeah, what were some of the ask Mo where Uzi was at? I was there. <laughs> Mo, let me, well, I'll, I'll check this little tidbit of information. Mo did not come out until much later. So, you know, all the things that, you know, sometimes when I get together with, because there's a, there's a slight age difference between Mo and I, about four or five years. So, um, Whenever I start talking about stuff, she goes, oh, I don't remember that. I'm like, yeah, because you weren't there for that, you know. No hangout Like when I talk about the garage. No hangout card. No. You know what? Any mention of the garage. Can I just just share something with y'all? And this is is real talk, straight talk. Uh, As soon as someone mentions the Paradise Garage, 
I have an instant flashback because, yes, fool that I was, I did drink the Kool-Aid, okay? Yeah, you was not supposed to say, okay, just so that the people who never been there, they had a big, they had these big, huge punch bowls. That people, yeah, that people just dropped stuff in, okay? Mostly chemicals. That's all I know. And it was on a dare. I I did mm. drink it one time, some of it. But I get an instant flashback whenever it's mentioned, and it's almost like I am sucked back in. Like in one of those movies where time travels or something, and there is smog and fog all the way up. It's it 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 starts up here and it starts to go down. I see those taxi cab things that we used to sit and chill in in the back, and then I see a young Madonna on stage dancing and singing something. One night I was there and Madonna did sing there before she was Madonna. She I thought the girl was black. That's how what the Kool-Aid did to me. <laughs> now Madonna frequented the danceteria too. That was oh. that was her club of clubs. <laughs> just just know that when you say Paradise Garage, you give me a flashback. Is is that Monifa? Did did they say Jefferson Crusaders and she magically appeared or something? Like this is getting to be too no. much. Okay. No, there's somebody that decided they wanted to make me laugh, and they mooned me in, in you know. Somebody just mooned you? Yes, and and you know, and I need to go to the to the Netherlands. That's what people just do. No, I just have some amazing people in my yes, life. That, uh, yes, 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 everybody. everybody. That's the song. You must have been, you were there that night? What the hell? What is going on? <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, my God. You were there that night, Pop? This is a small world. So what? So one of my favorite, one of my favorite people in the world. <laughs> this is one half of the 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 Sanchez. What's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing? family. Yes. What's up? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm groovy. That's Javon, Javon, Jazz. You're looking great over there. That's what I'm talking about. Really? I'm yeah. sweating and stuff. But I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> That's a wonderful thing. It was nice talking to you. Nice talking to you, too. See you. Love Peace. you. All right. Mwah, nothing but love to you. That's what's up. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Why are you sweating, Yvonne? Because oh, okay. I'm old as fuck, and that's what old people do, sweat. Either not... we sweat or we get cold. It just depends on what's going on. First Today, of all, you're not old. Let's just pause that. I saw Uzi hanging with the girls in Jefferson. 
right, we in a whole. All right. I'm gonna have to ask this question now, Alicia. You gonna make me ask? She ain't never been to Harlem. She probably. Oh. From, where where where's she from? Somewhere in Jersey Connecticut? or oh Connecticut, someplace Connecticut, somewhere like Denver. <laughs> Alisa, what girls and what what girls? Because I'll tell you something. I have been introduced to majority of the Crusaders. <laughs> if you live in Jeff, and then you, you just because you lived in Jeff didn't necessarily mean you were a Crusader. So you know there was a funeral. That's where I normally run into a lot of the Crusaders because they all get together and they do their Crusader thing. But none of it. Right. Uzi has never come to the conversation. No, Kenek. Because Uzi's not from Harlem. That's why. Like Harlem. No, she's not. But that's no. okay. We're going to let this little from the Jefferson crew um, do her thing. No, wait a minute now. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. She just mentioned Missy's last Tina. East 150th Street. Okay, okay. Now those are familiar names. Okay, okay. Those are familiar names. All right. At the damn club. <laughs> Yo, Miss Little, we love you. We love you. Yeah, she's honorary. She's honorary. <laughs> you honorary, boo. Oh um, man, if you could bring back, hey Jay, you know, if you could bring back a club, any club, what three would you have brought back today? Got to be three. Do I have to um, go to them? Huh? Because I wouldn't go to none of them today. Except, no, not go to. Except I would if they opened, reopened the original. But see, it would be sad because most of those people thinking too much. I know. The people that I hung out with, because it's kind of a sad question when you think of it. I mean, remember I the, the early 80s and, and most of the guys... All right, so if you could flash back, let me just say this, if you could flash back to a certain time... Okay, I'm going back to better days. I'm going straight to better you're days. Gonna yeah, that I'm would going be one of straight mine. to better days. That's where I'm hanging. Like hell. That's where I'm hanging. That's where I'm pushing up on people, and so <laughs> forth and so on. Ooh, Savoy Manor. Yeah, you know what? Savoy Manor was cool too. That was cool too. I might go to Nanny's. Yeah. Ooh, Garbo's was fun. Garbo's, yeah. Oh, um, Garbo's. Let me see. China Club. Yeah, yeah. The real limelight, yes, 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 yes. I would like, I would like to go even further back, though, to like when I was a kid before I even knew where to go for the gay clubs, and go to um, the to the fever. Ooh, one and or two. One. I don't know about two. I don't know about one or two. All I know is the original disco fever on Jerome Avenue in the Bronx. And I'm I'm talking like the legends hung out there before they were legends mm-hmm. of the rap game and it was just craziness. It was just the it was just 
Just, I stopped going to the fever and they had the shootout. I was in in a corner. I was like, okay, right. you know. So, <laughs> but it was a good yeah, time. Yeah, that that that's what what I would do. There was a a three, I think it was a three seventy one club, uh, but I'm getting that confused with a with the oh dreams. That's the name of the club. There was a club called Dreams in the Bronx. It was a lesbian spot, um, owned mm. by a couple. And they were mm-hmm. a little older than I was at the time. I am. I'm praying that they're still well. Um, got into a lot of trouble there. I used to DJ there a little bit. Let me tell you a quick story that I probably yeah. shouldn't tell. But back then, let's say I was about 20, maybe 21. Short, thin, cute, doing my thing. I remember the Red Parrot. Um, octagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the octagon. Um. So anyway, we we put on this show at Dreams, right? Which is a lesbian club. So nothing but girls in there. And I did this whole Michael Jackson man in the mirror dance thing, and it was you know whatever. You know I'm always entertaining and blah blah blah. And back then I could really move. And um, it was cool. And then the owner had brought in guests from outside to come and do a dance, too. And this one girl did this Janet Jackson control thing. And I was like, damn, she looked just like Janet. And I was like, yeah. And because I DJed there, I had carte blanche. You know, I could go into any room or whatever. So after the girl finished doing her dance, she went into into the dressing room. So I told my friend, I was like, yo, excuse me, I'll be back. And so I started walking in, you know, doing my thing. And my other friend, who also DJ there, was like, Jay, what's going? I was like, yo, I'm going to holler at Shorty. And she was like, um, you going in? You going to come out pregnant. That's all I got to say about that. The end. (laughs) (laughs) And there's that. End of story. (laughs) All right. Our favorite club would be definitely Better Days, would be The Law. Oh, The Law. 54. The Garage course the garage goes without saying um i also believe it or not um the mud room i don't know if you remember the mud room i remember i don't think i ever went there i think i remember hearing about it i that name is very familiar but i never went there where was that lower east side yeah i never went in there i don't think yeah and actually quite frankly if i could walk back in time just hanging out in the park, in Washington Square Park, with the children all night on our little row with them voguing the and the runway with them voguing with the boom boxes. Um, you know, it, it's just so crazy. Like, I used to hang out with Kim Pendarvis back then. Kim, oh my God, yeah. And we would. Stay out in that park all night long, fall asleep out there, 
but it it never occurred to me until years and and I didn't even know about the filming of um Paris is Burning until mm-hmm. later when it was out. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it for the first time and I I realized that they were they didn't have a home some of them to go to and the situations under which they were living I had no idea. I I was still living with my mom back then. You know, it's just yeah, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Every time I I I think of that, I'm like, wow. So anyway, yes, yes, Smokey, three seventy one in the Bronx. How you? Where's she at? Uh oh, Smokey. Uh Smokey. How do you know? Do you remember a DJ named Rick that used to used to DJ there? Tall, skin about um about Rez's complexion, with light eyes. I don't know if you could even see him. He's up in the DJ box, up in the top. But um, wow, that's crazy. Yes, everybody is loving your tan, by the way, Rezzy. Oh, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, no, Loretta, no Queen, no, no, that's it, the end. No more details. <laughs> Nels, yeah. Fond memories of Nels, too. Shout out to Boy and Thais and Henry and the whole Nels crew, David. Oh, I was drunk and she almost swallowed my face, but I was such an adult. <laughs> Who almost swallowed your face? Oh, first kiss and watching two square park. That's so romantical. Very oh, nice. okay. Okay, it was your first. Okay. My first kiss was a boy um, when I was like 11 or something like that, 10 or 11, whatever. And we shouldn't have been trying to kiss anyway, but the boy drooled on me. It was disgusting. It was just nasty. He just stood there and drooled. It was just gross. That's, I was like, that's, that's, that's the nastiest thing ever. Did it empower you to kiss another boy after that, or were you done? <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. That did, I wasn't done. No, I wasn't done. I kissed another boy or two after that. Yeah. I was gay. So I kissed a boy. Yeah. And that is where the choices come in. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? The choices are not in your sexuality. The choices are what you do physically action, yeah. in, through action. They kiss yeah. the boy, too. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> we was all kissing boys. How about that? No, no, not, not at all. That's no. it. No, no I'm nope, talking about nope, nope. me and the other boys that was kissing each other. That's it. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have a favorite DJ back then? My favorite DJ then and now will always be me. Okay. That's that. Okay. Here we go. Although, although, DJ Mix Master Bruce, who's never on a record, never became no celebrity DJ or none of that, 
he could outspend just about any DJ I ever heard. He was straight up from the Bronx playing in the street and won many a battle. DJ Mixmaster Bruce. So, so when you say battle, are you talking about like when they would do all the scratching and stuff? Yes. Okay. They would yeah. do they would do um scratch scratching battles and so forth and but it, it, it the battle wasn't necessarily about the scratching, it was really about the the music choices. Okay. And making the music say what it was that they wanted the music to say. Okay. And Starsky oh, Star, uh, Starsky. Those were man's in them. Oh my god. I mean Bambata, mm. you know, I, I guess, you know, that. Now, club DJs, that's different. Then you go to Larry LeVan, you go to, um, oh, God, why can't I think of his name? Flash, Flash. Mm. Flash was Flash. Dumb. Flash was fierce, man. Stupid with it. Stupid. Yeah, Flash. Flash was dumb. He was absolutely insane coming up. Yep. And uh, T. Scott, and, uh, Bruce Forrest, David Morales, and just just was just so many. Um, Timmy and and just so many amazing turntablists. I will say. Talking about when we say when I say DJ, immediately what I think about are turntablists. I don't think about the the CD joint, you know. Oh, absolutely, turntablists. I, I don't even. I mean, like anybody that anybody that spun actual um, mm-hmm. turntables, and then you compare to what's going on now, the way DJing is now that I'm learning. I am still in the process of learning this new age digital stuff. There's no yeah. comparison. There's no comparison. No. So then like I yeah, I can't I can't give credit to, to I'm 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 I don't wanna say things that you know, it's not nice, so I'm not gonna say it, but there's there's just nothing um like People, you know, the the original, the OGs, um, doing it with the wheels of steels on the ones and twos, or sometimes threes, and sometimes threes. Um, Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown are getting ready to rumble. The veteran yeah. R&B heroes will go head to head for the next versus battle, due to take place at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this Thursday through a partnership with Essence Festival. Tune into the Sweat versus Brown. Bout on Versus TV, Instagram Live, or you can also stream with Trillo. Do it. Yes. Debbie Turner. Deb. Welcome back, sweetheart. Good to see you. So we're about to we're about to head out. Um, we need a segment called the Good Old Days. Well, y'all just bring people on to tell stories about the good old days. That sounds good. 
I remember I once did a, a show where I just I just played music from my childhood, and and that's how I marketed it. Like children, music from my childhood, and um, just played. Oh, like, the red. <laughs> played like forty bars. I'm sorry. That was uh, the um the headphones back in the day with a phone receiver. My cool it was to be like this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You you, but you you had to because you're listening. You're listening in one ear to what's in the studio, and you're listening through the other ear to what's being played out there, and you're trying to catch your beat, and that was the purpose of it, you know, to to catch your beat. Now you don't have to catch the damn beat. The beat is caught by by the the digital platform. The software catches the beat for you. You know, that was a part of the um, skill. Yep. Is you know so that you can have smooth transitions. You listening? It really wasn't about the the headphone, um, as much as it was about listening to both things at one time. So it was fun. <laughs> Mr. J said she not not her though. She has not not disclosure agreements. <laughs> What is she talking about? What are they you were talking about? about having a show from back in the day, you know, so I'm talking about things. And she said she wouldn't be doing it because she had non-disclosure agreement, and oh. she chuckled after that. Okay. Hilarious. Because, honestly, if you did, those, those would be the decades to have them. In the 80s and 90s was the decades to have those non-disclosure agreements popping. <laughs> because yeah. that's when all this shit went down. Way before social media, honey. Exactly. So if you survived, if you survived the 80s and 90s, Salud. God bless. Yeah. It's just an understanding. It's just like a head nod. There's some things <laughs> that I did in the 80s and 90s that I refuse to remember. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know? Man. Well, it has been a absolute pleasure. Yeah. You threw champagne with Eddie Murphy and got banned from the China Club. That'll do it. <laughs> that will do it. Jefferson Crusader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know you were a crusader. That's why you got banned. That's what happened. So have a good, 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 good night. Yes, yes. And enjoy yourself, Rezzy. Enjoy thank yourself. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Peace party, people. Peace party people. Sing this one with me. Everybody sing this one. I want to hear everybody join in. When I was a little bitty boy, my grandmother bought me a cute little toy. Silver bell hanging on a string. She said it was my ding a ling a ling oh my ding-a-ling. Everybody singing, I want to play with my ding-a-ling-a-ling, oh my ding-a-ling, my ding-a-ling. I want to play with my ding-a-ling-a-ling. I forgot to tell you, it's a little jerk right there, a little jerk in it. 
Right there, can't do it without that jerk. Yeah. When I started grammar school, I used to stop off in the vestibule. Every time that bell would ring, I'd take out my ding-a-ling-a-ling, oh my ding-a-ling. Everybody sing, I want to play my ding-a-ling-a-ling. My ding-a-ling, my ding-a-ling. I wanna play my ding-a-ling. They come that jerk again. Mm. He must have been a scorpion. Just something good to you. That's Chuck Berry.
Stay here, lay here with me. Stay here, lay here with me. Stay here, lay here with me. Still in the basement, no longer alone. With my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show. With your bonnet to rest. Yeah. Brunch in the basement. With your bonnet to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. <laughs> One day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but, you know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She just. She wasn't even there, actually. But anyway, <laughs> all I want is though, Jay. You can send me some cologne, cause I mean, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I Just in that. case I should be shocked. I want to smell really, you know, oh, nice. Oh god. <laughs> okay, dokey, man. Whatever you say. With time, so and we thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, thank well, thank you. you. This part, that little piece, I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself. <laughs> but no, just teasing. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.